everybody. Welcome to the Enzu Real Estate Podcast. I am so excited and so honoured that you came over here and spent your time with us this morning. Um, I'm so excited because today I have got three wonderful guests. I know them through um, the Twitter hashtag Surveying Sisterhood, which is an amazing group of women all in surveying from across the industry. And these three ladies have agreed to come and talk to us today about the main things that are going on in the industry. So it is going to be a really, really, really exciting conversation. So I've got Sarah Cameron. She's got 20 years surveying career in private and public sector, advising clients on all aspects of commercial property. She's a commercial property surveyor in the corporate property team at Norfolk County. Um, she's an RICS APC mentor and counsellor for the commercial property pathway. She is the chair of Matrix Norfolk and she was elected to the RICS governing council in November 2017. She is a member of the Association of Chief Estate Surveyors. She's a STEM ambassador and a self-professed geek. <laughs> I've got Jess. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got Jess Tabibi. Um, who has worked in the construction industry for 10 years and is a quantity surveyor currently working in the fit-out sector. She retrained four years ago, having worked as a project manager within engineering and construction. She also works for the University of College of Estate Management, which is also where I'm a lecturer too as a tutor and has recently been made an industrial cha champion for Dr. Martin's first line of women's sight boots. Amazing. Welcome, Jess. <laughs> Thank you. And finally, we've got Tasha Stone. Her first degree was in music composition with her early career spent working in various call centres and several additional roles as an executive assistant and a receptionist, including a short time working at a substance misuse centre. A little over 10 years ago, she decided it was time to choose a career which fulfilled her and more importantly, with exciting projects and prospects. Retraining part-time alongside working on her own projects allowed a wide variety of experience as a traditional quantity surveyor, progressing to becoming a project controls engineer and commercial manager. In her career, she's worked on a great deal of built environment properties and infrastructure alike. Natasha loves that she can be herself in her chosen career, and all of her previous experience has a place in what she does and enhances how she approaches the task set by her clients. The diverse nature of her background is seen as a positive by her employer, um, where her creativity and potentially non-traditional view is valued as an asset. Welcome Tasha as well to this podcast. Hello, nice to meet you, everybody. <laughs> so we've got five questions that we're going to um, go through. And I think it really is capturing what the property industry is about at the moment and how we really feel about it and what our roles are. OK, so my first question is, what inspires you to keep progressing in your property career? Tasha, you first. Hi, uh, yes. Um, well, for me, um, I've worked, I started off in um, building and built environment. Um, and it was just so interesting working on different projects. And there's just so many different projects that you can work on, whether it's from small sort of um, renovations of flats or to building brand new buildings, etc. Um, but for me, the most exciting part was was moving into infrastructure. So I've worked on things like um, water projects, uh, airports, uh, and also at the Environment Agency. And, and each different 
project and different client has different things that you need to to adapt to and for me it's the ever-changing face and updating new technologies and new ways to do things and solutions and problem solving that I just just find absolutely fascinating no two days are the same brilliant yeah it's really exciting isn't it it's a really progressive uh, industry um Jess same question to you um so similar to to Tasha, um, I but but slightly different, I guess. For me, it was I started as a project manager, and um, I did that for five years, and decided that it wasn't um, what I wanted to continue with. And I was re- it was really easy for me to move into something else within the industry. Um, so it's kind of the sheer kind of range of, of roles that are available within the industry that kind of. Um, make it such a good place to to work. Um, I think after being, um, well, not after, but within um, my quantity surveying, I think I'm going to be able to move into adjudication as well. And and so you're not limited at all um, in in what you want to do. Everything's quite kind of easily easy to move into. Um, and and then as well the the range of different areas of the industry that you can um, be a part of quite easily. Like Tasha said, it, you can start in, in one area like infrastructure and then move into residential and um, no, two, no two days are the same. Yeah, it's, that's again, it is, it's so varied, so varied. Sarah, how do yeah. you, what do you feel inspires you to keep progressing? Well, for um, me, oh, hello. <laughs> Um, for, for me, it's, it's it's the fact that there are opportunities out there. The profession is so broad and the industry is so broad because it, we're, we're not just talking about surveying. We're talking about the wider construction and built environment industry. And um, knowing um, that there are so many opportunities out there, what keeps me going now is practicing what I preach because I go into schools, I talk to students and, um, you know, I'm always saying that we need more visible role models. So these podcasts, the Surveying Sisterhood is is all music to my ears, really, about um, creating visible role models that show that, you know, there are opportunities for everyone in our industry, um, regardless of, you know, where you start, you can you can easily move into another part of the industry and and um, be very successful. Yeah. And so, Sarah, do you think that that's one of the challenges or what challenges do you think are facing the property industry right now? Um, Well, I think I think visibility is one of the challenges. Um, I think uh, for the RICS, uh, we've had two female presidents in the 150 year uh, of the institution. um, And both of those um, women are highly visible in our industry. But on top of that, We've seen recently um, Rebecca Thompson uh, leading the CIOB and Anna Rose with the uh, Planning Officers Society. Yeah. Um, and I think if if the next generation can't uh, recognise themselves in our leadership or in our organisations or or just in 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 the place of work, 
we've got a real problem with the skills gap and it's not just gender-based it's across the board it's uh, you know uh, the, the, there's about 13 percent um, chartered surveyors are, are women and it's less than two percent for people from a black and ethnic minority background and and that really has to change but we're seeing so many wonderful initiatives to increase diversity and inclusivity and I think you know that and the skills gap generally and the the uh, uh, various initiatives across the board are, are changing our industry for the better. Yes. So, Tasha, can I ask you the same? What challenges do you, would you agree that that's one of the challenges or do you see other challenges facing the industry at the moment? I think that's one of the major challenges, actually, because um, the, we have to be careful that by encouraging ourselves and, and putting ourselves forward, that we aren't creating negative um, veins as well in the fact that people say, oh, well, you know, she only got promoted because she's female and we've got to do something about it. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the only way we can get around that is by being excellent. And, and we know we're excellent because that's why we're here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's bringing men in on this discussion as well and including them. And whilst having surveying sisterhood as a, as something which I think is going to be absolutely fantastic in, mm -hmm. in the fact that we mentor and help each other and network. Um, it's by having visibility of that that we can bring men in as allies to help us with this. And we can help them because we're going to get to a point where they're going to need help as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree. Jess, same question to you. Um, I, I think actually another, like, um, Another issue is is the is the lack of um, enthusiasm from from the younger generation. Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, um, I think a lot of schools see construction as a, a last resort uh, career choice, and so I think it's really important for us to show them that it's an exciting and important industry to be a part of mm. um, and that there's such a, a huge range of roles they don't have to just be out on site in in trade roles because that isn't for everybody yeah um, and and so it's the engagement with schools and um, uh, showing that there are people like them in the industry already um, yes. the the stereotype I think for a lot of people for um, for a construction worker is a, a white middle-aged man and as a if you're if you're from a ethnic a minority ethnic background then you're not going to see yourself in that or even as a as a girl you're not going to see yourself mm. in that. so it's so it's getting the role models out there and um and saying we're like you you can do this if you really want to it's it's a really worthwhile industry to be a part of because construction and, 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 and property, it, it, it affects everybody every day. Yeah, it does. I think that's so true. I was at an event um, this week and it, I was talking to uh, people, at uni so university uh, students who were asking me about what it's like to be in the industry at the moment. And one of the questions that I got asked was whether I thought changes in technology threaten or enhance your career. And I thought that was a brilliant question because for, for some of them, it's, it's a real worry because they want to go into things like development appraisals or they want to um, go into more of, uh, I don't know, surveying that seems to be being replaced by technology. And I want to ask you guys, what is what do you feel about this? Is, is changes in technology threatening or enhancing your career? Jess, I'll put that to you first. 
Um, so I think that technology is only going to enhance um, our careers. I think it will make our working practices more efficient um, and it will take away a lot of the um, a, a lot of the work that, that it doesn't doesn't need to be done by a person, um, yeah. which is it's only going to um, increase our productivity. So we'll be able to do more. And, and with things like housing shortages at the moment, we we would want to be as, as efficient and productive as possible so that we can get more more done, more built. Um, yeah. it, it It's not, in my opinion, it's certainly not a threat. Um, okay. And and if and if we can save money, so BIM is um, is a is something that we're trying to kind of engage with at the moment. And if uh, just quickly, can... Jess, BIM, could you explain BIM to my audience? Oh, so it's um, building information modelling, yeah. and it it takes um, it, it it's meant to be applied to to all all building projects. I think it's it's not BIM um, because. I think a lot of companies are um, reluctant to invest because it has quite a high high investment um, initial investment. But but the it's been proved now that for um, for for projects that use it, the um, the savings that you can make on the projects, um, the cost savings out, outweigh it. So. It's, it's getting people used to change and um, and not afraid of, of technology and not worried that the technology will put them out of a job. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Sarah, same question to you. Um, well, like I said, uh, I, I think change brings opportunity. And, you know, uh, 20 years into my career, I'm definitely not a digital native, but I thrive on, on learning new things. And I think... Um, the increase and fast-paced nature of, of, of the technological changes that we're seeing across the board with with data management and uh, new pieces of kit, it, it can only be a good thing for our industry because it makes us more um, accessible to the next generation because they can bring skills to improve our industry across the board. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of balancing out uh, the need to um, maybe not... For, for someone of, of, of my age, not to necessarily learn everything that this new technology does, but to bring in the talent that does know how to use it and learn from them. And, and sort of like create a 360 degree kind of mentoring uh, aspect to our industry. So I, I think it's only a good thing. Yeah, great. And Tasha, finally you, how do you, how do you find that changes in technology are impacting upon your career? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with both Sarah and, and Jessica. Um, it, it, it can only enhance our career. I mean, I can see I can see the changes already. The information we can give to our clients are just so much more accurate, and we can do better forecasting. We can do better estimating. It, from my point of view, looking at costs and and all that type of stuff, it, it's just much more easy to to do that and actually come out with quality information and much quickly much more quickly than we used to be able to so i, I think you know keep bringing it on I, all the new technology and the new the new initiatives i think is just fantastic great so it's not going to stop anybody from getting into the property industry we don't think absolutely not brilliant okay that's positive uh, and then i want to ask each of you what has been one of your highlights for you working in the property industry uh, tasha i'll start with you 
Oh, I think probably the, the biggest highlight for me was um, I did the renovation of North Terminal at Gatwick Airport. And, and I think one of the best things to do was actually walking through the, the duty-free store and going, yeah, I did this. <laughs> Amazing. Sarah, how about you? Um, well, for me, it's it, it's getting elected to the RICS Governing Council. Um, I'm I'm a provincial surveyor. I I do all my work in in the county of Norfolk now. Um, I started out uh, doing much more exciting things in my early career, but um, and 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 for me now to to stand up in front of a, a, a school assembly and say, you know, if I can do it you can do it mm -hmm. that that means everything to me because uh, social mobility i think is the thing that's going to really make our industry shine for the next 150 years for so sure. yeah congratulations on that by the way that's amazing Thank you. <laughs> and just finally you what's a highlight for um, you for me um it is it's a, the first project i worked on was um blackfriars station and so it's it's being able to walk through uh, walk through and or go on the train and, and say I was part of this. Um, it's it's just it's um and it's it's being able to say to other people I was I, I did this I was part of this. <laughs> it's 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 being it's the um it's the physical kind of it's the you can see it you can see what you you did. Yeah. I think that I think that's one of the biggest things, isn't it? And so many people use these these buildings and use these places, mm. and they get so much use from it. Exactly. So then, my final question is, um, and this is something that comes up a lot, and um, people ask me about this. How do you feel about networking? And do you have any tips for anyone looking to make contacts within the, within the industry and with their peers? So, Sarah, I'll go to you first. What's your biggest networking tips? Uh, well, I, I think a little bit of preparation helps. If you can get hold of the delegate list uh, early, mm -hmm. um, you, you can spot someone that you know and don't be afraid to ask them to introduce you to someone because I think networking, you get more out of it if, if you've got an introduction because that starts your conversation. Um, otherwise, you could be stood in the corner with a drink thinking, uh, I don't know who to approach. And I hate networking. It's not my, my comfort zone at all. But, um, you know, uh, I, I have a stock question that, that I, I, I use, and that's usually asking about what are they working on that's really interesting at the minute. Because um, everyone likes to talk about themselves. Yeah. So, um, uh, but but knowing who, who you want to speak to and what you want to get out of it is probably the biggest tip. Great. And Jess, how about you? How do you feel about networking? Um, so I really enjoy it. Um, I, but, but the first time I, I went to a networking event, I was quite nervous. And what I did to prepare for it was um, I invited a friend along who was also in the same position. I think when you turn up to these events and you don't know anybody, it can be quite um, daunting and intimidating. Mm. And so having somebody there that you know that you can go up to other people with, um, it just makes it a little less nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I went to um, an event and Angela Brazy, who was the former president of um, Reba, was there. And she, she gave us a tip. She said, if you have your business cards to hand, you need to be able to get them out within five seconds of somebody asking because that then gives you that gives your the person you're talking to your details they will give you um their card back and then you have a contact that you can 
get in touch with after. Um, and it's, it's just a really simple way to kind of start making connections. Yeah, mm. I think that's a great tip. Great tip. And Tasha, how, yeah. about, how about you? Yes, I have to agree on the, um, the business card one. That is something that I think people forget so much these days with, with so much digital technology and telephones and emails or oh, I'll just email you isn't, isn't really a good enough greeting because people think, oh, well, fine, that's one way of getting rid of me. But um, yeah, ha always have business cards to hand and you can always tell if someone's interested or not with where they put the business card as well, whether they put it in the jacket pocket or they just, you know, slip it away into a bag, never be looked at again. So that's a good thing to watch for. Um, but for me, I just think that if you're passionate about what you're doing, you're excited about it, just go and talk to people because it's quite funny how people actually respond to just being someone being excited or enthusiastic about it. I, you know, I don't think anybody's ever turned around to me and said, you know, go away or something. I'll always have conversation. People are generally lovely, so just go for it. What have you got to lose? I agree. And also, if you're talking to someone on Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook, Please, if you're if anybody is networking, go and say hello to the person you've been talking to. There's so often that I have people who connect with me on Twitter or LinkedIn, and then they come up to me and they're mm. like, "Oh, I'm sorry, do I? I didn't mean to bother you." And I'm like, "No, it's great. I know who you are. Let's have a chat." So I think it's it's about making those connections a personal connection as well. Definitely. <laughs> So that brings us to the end of this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for coming over and having this conversation with me. It's been so, so, so useful. Um, I'd like to thank you all. Thank you for taking the time as well to speak to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming and joining us on today's podcast. It's been a pleasure having you. Remember, head on over to www.ncrealestate.co.uk for all of your property investment needs. And if you are looking to upscale, learn best practice and hit your property goals, both financially and through keeping on expanding your property portfolio, then my members club is for you. In there, we've got live weekly discussions and Q and A's, weekly quick shifts, an extensive course library, monthly trainings and workbooks, a real active community. You get feedback, encouragement and advice. You can access it from anywhere in the world with our app and get discounts and freebies on all of our other services then join the members club now. It is the place for you. I'm going to put the link below. Now, again, thank you for coming over and joining us today. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.